Welcome to the AMC Stock Story Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Corey, and this is not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor. This is solely for entertainment purposes, as I talk about my experiences of investing in AMC stock and becoming an AMC ape. Episode 24, Chips with the Dip. Okay, so today didn't go exactly as I hoped it would. But it also didn't go exactly how I feared it would. Um, We did take a little dip, um, but it wasn't too bad. So you know what? Let's have a little fun with it. And I'm gonna. I have a special guest with me. My wife is joining me today, and we're gonna do a special segment. Um, I was in the grocery store, and I saw they had all these uh, limited time flavored Lay's potato chips. So uh, I invited my wife to help me sample these. Um, and we're, we'll try them real quick. Uh, this isn't product placement. We are not getting paid for this. I just um, I saw these flavors and I thought they would be fun. And uh, you know we see people do these on YouTube and stuff, so you can't really see them. Um, but the first one we're going to do is the Lay's Cheetos cheese flavored Cheetos Lay's potato chips. All right, so we're going to open these up. Can you want to say hi, Fran? Say hi. Hello. This is my wife, Fran. All right. So do you want to open it up? You want me to open? Sure. It? All right. She's going to open it up. Tell me what you smell. What's your first impression? Smells like potato chips. Smells just like chips. Does it smell like Cheetos at all? Or? Not really. All right, so here's the first one. She's going to taste it first. Or you want me to taste it first? Together. We can taste it together. All right. So let me get mine. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. It's interesting. Um... You definitely get the Cheetos, the cheese flavor at the end, mm-hmm. but not much. It's not a very strong flavor. Um, yeah. I'll try a couple more here. Yeah, they don't really taste like anything. They don't have an aftertaste. It's just at the very end, and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Can I eat a whole bag? Of course, but that's a layers, so. Okay. So nothing, yeah, not overwhelming. You yeah. know, Cheetos aren't really my favorite. Mm. Um, but we do have one coming up that is kind of a favorite of ours. These are the Lay's, and they are the Doritos Cool Ranch flavored Lay's potato chips. All right, so let's open this limited flavor up. This definitely smells like Cool Ranch. Okay. I'm very excited. All right. Get you one. All right, thank you. Okay. All right, cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you definitely taste that. That tastes like the Cool Ranch Dorito and a Lay's potato chip put together. That's pretty cool. Very good. One more, just for good measure. That definitely delivers Mm -hmm. on the promise. Is it better than an actual Cool Ranch Dorito? I'm not sure about that. Okay. But, yeah, those are good. Those are really good. All right, and last but not least, before we talk about AMC, we got one more, and this is a fun one. This is the Funyuns Onion Flavored Rings Flavored Wavy Lay's Potato Chips. All right, I like the wavy. I don't like Funyuns. What is that? Do you like Funyuns at all? I do like Funyuns. They don't really smell like anything. Yeah, it's not overwhelming. No, I like the Funyuns. Like, a little bit. I, I can smell it a little bit. All right. It doesn't smell like a Funyun. Okay. All right, ready? Cheers. Okay, cheers. Mm-hmm. Now, 
It's not that they don't taste good. Yeah. They just don't taste like Funyuns. Yeah. It doesn't really taste like much. I mean, it has a slight flavor. Like overall, the Cool Ranch is the winner of these. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder if, okay, I agree. Um, I, I do wonder if um, it's a texture thing too, that Cheetos have a certain texture when you bite into them, and Funyuns have a certain texture when you bite into yeah. them, whereas a, a Doritos chip is very similar to a potato chip. No. But I, I think they're good anyway. I, dis but, I disagree with that. Okay. You just think it's a flavor thing? That it's they a just, flavor thing. The Funyuns actually, they have a nice aftertaste. Yeah. If you like Funyuns. But I think if you're looking for a potato alternative to Doritos, the Doritos Cool Ranch is the winner. Yeah. Well, real quick while I have you here, I don't want to take up too much of your time. But since we are talking about AMC and mm -hmm. your your perspective of all this thing, I've talked about being in the black and what a relief that is that we're, we're back in the black from where we started. Um, what are your general thoughts about everything we've gone through from the very beginning to where initially when I brought this up to you in passing in the hallway and you're like, no, don't don't bother with this. And I'm like, all right, I won't. And then the next day it doubled or it went up significantly. And then that was when I said, all right, I'm, I'm looking into this. And we just started and just I went nuts and went all in. And I know you were a little more reluctant in the beginning. And it and then and then it, when it doubled and it went to 72, it was like, wow, you know, we were trying to get other people involved. But then, you know, we came back to Earth and it took that big dip. And all of a sudden, it, it didn't look like such You're a great idea. You're using the wrong word. All right. We was not it. All right. Well, you. go ahead and, and if you want to so talk I about it. So I think for me, um, I was I was definitely, I was kind of middle of the road. You were definitely gung-ho. I was middle of the road and continue to be. Um, I try not to let the lows affect me just because, you know, it's going to be what it is. Um I'm happy when we, I mean, we had a party yesterday, you yeah. know, jumping up fun. and down. It was, it was nice. fun. It was, it was more, exciting. it was more just for fun. Um, yeah. It was a good stress relief. We'd yeah. been under stress for a, a long time since this dip. Really, I think since July, I think like at the beginning of July, we went on that road trip and yeah. from there, boy, it, it went down and it stayed down. Occasionally it would kind of pop up, but boy, it, it's been a rough, um, rough several weeks. So it was a nice stress relief to get back to, you know, like at least 42 and being in the black, but go ahead. Yeah, I think for me, it's I, I love gambling. I don't even have to gamble, but you know, you go on YouTube and you see these people that are gambling and I just, I get the high off of it, even though I'm not actually spending any of my money, which is probably better in the long run. Um, so it was fun. It's it, it was a fun thing when, you know, when you're winning or when you're getting back into the black, it's definitely fun. When you go back into the red, it's not as fun, um, but I'm not here. I'm not a day trader. I'm not here. I mean, I'm here for the long run. Um, you know, I'm not quitting my job anytime soon or anything like that. It's just more, you know, it's there and it's something to, you know, enjoy. Um, but that's it. I mean, it's, I don't really have like a, I know you're a lot more, um, invested in it. I mean, we're both invested in it, but you're a lot more mentally. Emotion yeah, yeah, emotionally, emotionally invested. Yeah. Um, you're definitely more emotionally invested in it. I don't think it affects me. Well, maybe it does. Um, but like I said, it's it's more fun. And, you know, that's it. You really can't. It's not a normal stock. So you just kind of have to see what happens. And, you know, you hear all these different things and you think, oh, tomorrow is going to be the day. And 
Yeah. It's not, but it's okay. You never know. is. It never is. And when you least expect it. It never is then, until it is. Yeah. I mean, well, like yesterday, I wasn't expecting anything, and it it kind of, you know, went up. And, yeah. and today, it's not that bad. I mean, it did go down, but it's not horrible. Um, you know, we're lucky. Yeah. So. Well, cool. Thanks for joining me. And, Thank you. And uh, I appreciate it. See ya. All right. I love you, baby. That's my wife, everybody. Um, and, you know, I hope in the end that the two best decisions I will have made in my life were one, to marry my wife and start a family, and two, to have invested in AMC stock. And the, uh, all right, so the taste test is over, and let's talk about AMC. So it was basically, you know, I've, I was watching YouTube and looking on Twitter, and, and, you know, basically today was a flat day. Yeah, it was a little bit in the red, but all things considered, we made up a lot of ground the day before. And the fact that we didn't crash back to, you know, the 30s, that meant a lot. Um, so that's good. Now, my my fear is that we're just caught in a loop. And I've seen, I've seen other people posting, you know, videos about this that, you know, it's just a pattern that we're in. We're in a loop. And one, it might have been Dr. Trillions, was saying that, you know, he, he thinks that the stocks, these meme stocks are in a stasis, that they've just kind of sort of put them on, you know, kind of like a life support, you know, and is a, a standby as other people, I don't know, are trying to get out of them or protect themselves. And then eventually maybe this will go. But for now, they just, they're just in this sort of loop. My fear is that that loop, you know, goes lower and lower. Yes, we had a nice little run, but now are we going to have another downward turn that's going to go down lower than before? You know, is it going to go down into the 20s? Or, you know, are we going to have the, a mother of all short squeezes? That's my hope. That's my dream. I th Hell, I thought it was yesterday. You know, I thought maybe this thing could get out, jump to 50, and then go crazy after that, you know, have a battle in the 60s, and who knows, you know, get to 70, the new high, and break out from there. Why not head to 100? And obviously that did not happen. But also what didn't happen is, you know, we didn't get knocked back to, you know, $33 a share. So all in all, I'll take it. Like I said, it's it's been nice to be in the black. One thing that kind of gives me hope is I've been you know, reading and watching some YouTube videos. In September 1st, the tougher margarine, the, the margarine, the, the tougher margarine, oh my God, uh, I'm going to leave this in. Uh, September 1st, the tougher margin uh, requirements kick in. And who knows, maybe that will blow up some hedge funds, right? They won't be able to take it. And uh, once you get that first, you know, hedge fund blowing up, you know, it's going to get the next one and then the next one and then the next one, right? So who knows, maybe September 1st. It's only a week away. I know, no dates, right? We don't, we're not supposed to set dates. And for good reason, because quite frankly, you know, has anything ever panned out ever when we set dates? I don't think so, right? Usually things happen when we don't expect it, like uh, the run to, you know, that we just had. It just happens. 
you know, it just happens. Um, but let's look forward to the week ahead and, and see what can happen. And hopefully they don't drive us down every day. Hopefully we can stay in the 40s for now and um, move up. Like I said, you know, I'd love us, I'd love to see us touch 50 today. I don't I don't expect if we touch it, they'll get it'll get knocked back down and maybe we'll close at 48. But um, you know, I, it's funny. I think about why I get excited for the squeeze, and it's because the the same reason I got excited, um, you know, when I met my wife. You know, I I was at a point in my life I had just gone to my twentieth high school reunion, and I saw my classmates were married and had kids, and I was at that. I was near a window, and I was like, look, if you want to get married, you want to have kids, this is it. You know, your window's kind of closing here. And I hadn't, you know, really dated a whole lot when I was in Los Angeles. I, I mostly focused on writing, working, supporting myself, and then writing. And, you know, it just, I wasn't doing enough to create a life for myself outside of that. And so when I got back, I, I um, a lot of people had encouraged me to internet date so I could meet more people because I wasn't meeting them with my normal life. And that's how I met my wife, uh, you know, on an internet date. And we just headed off right from the beginning. And it was, it was pretty special. And I knew she was special. And uh, I was very lucky that um, she ended up marrying me. I think the the biggest thing was, you know, you, you go on these internet dates and you can tell there's, a, a, you know, both parties are a little nervous and um, you don't really commit to too much. But I know when I was with my wife, I mentioned like, you know, baseball and stuff. And she mentioned, oh, we should go to a, you know, we should go to a baseball game sometime. Now, we first met in January and baseball season doesn't start till April. <laughs> so... She she did not. I could tell she hadn't automatically written me off because if we were still going to be seeing each other in April, something must have been going okay on that first date. Um, and and I was lucky. I was very lucky that you know neither of us had been married, neither of us had kids, and um, so you know when you when you're older and you date, you know it's you you know you usually can expect someone who's been married and might have some kids, and and relationships are hard in and of themselves, and then you start throwing in, uh, you know, past relationships that are going to come along with it. It can be a real challenge. So I was very lucky, and she had a great family. And, you know, it's funny, you don't just marry the girl, you marry the family, right? And um, her her family's been nothing but great to me. So I, I was very lucky. I was very fortunate. And it's one of those things that, you know, I, I looked at it when it's happened. I got so excited. I got excited when I met her because I said, you know, I could get married. You know, we can have kids. She was young enough. She was young. She's younger than me, so that helps because um, I was a little older. Um, and you know, we got along so well, and I realized I, you know, I'd have my best friend with me, you know, for the rest of my life. And it was it was just a great feeling, and. It's kind of like how it was investing in Amazon. I mean, not Amazon. Well, maybe maybe in Amazon if you'd gotten in on that. Investing in AMC. That, you know, I, I if this thing took off and all of a sudden we were able to get life-changing money and I didn't have to work at a 9-to-5 office job 
and I wouldn't have to work Instacart anymore <laughs> and spend more time with my kids or, you know, if I want to write, you know, I can write or do more podcasting. Um, and I think the other big thing is like that, you know, I would have had one thing finally work out. You know, my wife, my poor wife, she puts up with all my crazy ideas and I am, I am the walking, breathing meme, how it started and how it ended. And I, I do get a little manic depressive when I start a project, it's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. And at the end of it, when it doesn't work out, you know, obviously, um, I'm not in real good shape. It's kind of a bummer. And she's put up with that time and time again. So it would be great if, you know, I came to her with this idea of investing in AMC. And it worked out. And it gave us life-changing money and provided for our family. And who knows, maybe if it works out well enough, my kids might not have to work. And when I say they don't have to work, I don't, I don't want them sitting around doing nothing. But it'd be nice if they could do something they love, spend their time doing something they love, or who knows, maybe have a career of service and not feel like, you know, they have to go do a job that they wouldn't necessarily be doing, that they don't want to do. You know, I live that life. It's not fun. It's not fun. Um, you do what you do. But would I have lived that life if I could have afforded not to? No, no way. <laughs> it's funny, I, you know, I joke about, I had, I had, had a quick phone interview uh, for that job. I never, I never actually got the full interview. They, they sent me an email and said they were going to, you know, go with somebody else. So I never actually got a real interview. It was just a quick phone interview. But it was enough to maybe get excited, like, oh, this could be a good opportunity. You know, get back to, you know, a full-time job now that the kids are going back to school. And I was joking with my, my, or my wife was talking to me. She's like, well, Hank, you know, what if, what if AMC hits, right? Like, let's say if they offer me the job and I took it and I started this company. And she said, well, you know, and then you really liked it. You liked the people, you felt fulfilled. And I'm like, yeah, okay, right. Um, it was, you know, it was something you enjoyed doing and, um, and AMC hits, you know, would you, would you stay? And I was like, oh, no, no, I'd quit immediately. <laughs> I'd be gone so fast. And uh, it's it's sort of true. It's kind of like these people that when they win the lottery, you know, would you stay at your job? It really depends on the job, I suppose. Um, if you if you really do have a job that you enjoy and, um, you know, you might stay. There's, there's something to be said for keeping yourself busy. Um, but that really depends on what you're doing for the job. If you're enjoying what you're doing and you find purpose... And it, and it makes you happy, why wouldn't you stay and keep doing it, right? Why wouldn't you, right? If you're enjoying yourself. But if it's something you'd rather not be doing, then, you know, and then you have the option of, you know, you have this money that maybe you can set up, um, set yourself up financially so the money's working for you and bringing in an income for you. And you're able not to have to work. Or you just have so much of it that it's not going to be a problem. But I don't know. We'll see. You know, it's funny as we move into this 40s again, you know, a lot of talk about, you know, what what do we what do you think AMC can go to? I know some people want it to go to 100,000. I'd like it to go to 100,000. But what's realistic, you know? What's realistic? And... 
I don't know. You know, the way the way I see it, when you talk about the ape community and whole, and everybody holding to $100,000, I it's hard for me to see that. There's just so many people involved now that yes, you're going to have a hardcore ape community that probably would hold to 100,000. But that's not everybody. We had a chance uh, with the Timothy B question to to prove without any doubt that AMC was shorted beyond belief, criminally shorted. But yet such a small fraction actually went through and registered their shares and voted. Now, after the fact, after Robinhood bought, say, with cash, um, maybe it was a good idea that you didn't do this and register and all that. But at the time, I remember thinking, like, hey, this is not a monolith, you know, we could have blown this out of the water, proved it beyond a shadow of a doubt, and maybe even caused the short squeeze. You know, they talk about the Volkswagen short squeeze. That was spurred on. Um, Porsche said they weren't going to buy Volkswagen, but secretly they were. They were buying up Volkswagen shares. And then they made a surprise announcement that they owned like 90% of the company or something, or they had all these shares or whatever, you know, whatever it was. But it was a surprise announcement. And it was that scrambling after that that caused the, the squeeze. Then it went up to like $1,000 a share. And who knows, maybe if enough apes had, had done this. So like 500 million investors were represented, Right. Or you know, uh, you know, at least a good portion of the supposedly 500 million um, shares were registered, and it, it you know it was beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was you know shorted beyond belief. Then maybe that it could have cost it, but it didn't. You know, it was always like, well, if you extrapolate this number, you know, it's a small percentage. It didn't happen. So again, can you count on those same people to hold to 100,000? I, I, I just don't think so. I don't, I'm not trying to spread FUD or be a shill. I'm just being realistic. Um, now, I've seen other people say, this thing is so heavily shorted, it, it won't matter if people <laughs> sell early, that it won't matter. That It's just going to go crazy, and it's so corrupt, and it's so out of control, it won't matter. So I've, I've heard of, you know, as Robert Dino said, I heard things, I hear things. Um... I don't know. And then it's funny. I was watching some, you know, Lou from Wall, Lou versus Wall Street videos. And, you know, he was talking about his brackets and what was realistic. You know, this this idea of, you know, 500 to 800 is, is pretty realistic. And then, you know, maybe gets to 1,000. Um, and then maybe, maybe 5,000. But that's about it, right? So many people are coming to the party now and going to be grabbing the goods that uh, if it gets to 5,000, you know, you'll be lucky. 100,000 a share, you know, good luck. But again, that's just another viewpoint. What's that based on? What do they know? They don't. They Are they really any better than anybody else? I don't know. So whatever you do, you know, it's funny. I, and I watched Claybro, and he was talking about it as well. And, he, and it was, so if it's funny, he said, it's not, I'm not going to give you financial advice, but I'm, I'm going to let you use common sense. And he basically said, how to have a plan, have a goal and try and protect your plan and protect your goal. And that's, that's the only thing I can say is, you know, have an idea of what you would like 
and fulfill that. And if you do that, then walk away knowing, okay, this is what I wanted. This is what I got. I'm happy. Could I have gotten more? Probably. Could I have gotten less? Yeah. You know, so that's the only um, thing I can say is just just use common sense and, and have your goal about what you think can happen. Um, I know for me, you know, my wife and I have talked about it, like what would happen when this thing actually starts going? And we joked when we were watching it, it, you know, 47, 48. And I would say to her, imagine there's no decimal point there. And it's, you know, 4700 not $4,700, $4,700. You know, when do you sell? And we kind of said, well, let's just say you were okay selling at 4500 right? But yet it shot past that, and it was at, say, 4800 okay? But then it started stalling out. Well, then, you know, you can make your decision at that point, okay, am I going to sell or wait? And then if it starts ticking down, and you don't think it's going to go back up, you know, maybe you pull the trigger and sell those shares, right? And understanding that it could, as soon as you sell it, it could go, wait, it could go right back up. Uh, but also know that it could keep going down as well. But at least, you know, and then at that point, whether you sell it, you know, 4800 or 4500 that's a lot of money um, for your share. And, and you know, there's not going to be a perfect way out of it, um, as opposed to say having a, you know, a, a putting an automatic sell in there. It's funny I talked to someone about this, and you know, they were going to put an automatic sell in for one share at four hundred and fifty dollars, and that would cover their principal. And I was trying to encourage them, like, you know, you might not want an automatic sell thing set, you know. And, and I guess I could say if you wanted to sell at that, you could, but then, you know, you should make that decision, not this, uh, you know, this thing you set up, because it could be rocketing past $450. Like this thing's jumping by 50 bucks, right? On its way to $1,000 a share, $2,000 a share. But if you have that automatic sell order in there, once it hits 450, it's going to sell and that's it. Um, but you know, you can only do so much to tell other people what to do with their money. Uh, I was just trying to encourage them to think a little bigger picture, um, and maybe not, not have a sell exactly right there. But at any rate, I, I really hope that it does squeeze because, you know, one of the other things, like I said, it would, you know, finally pay off for my wife and, and she could be happy. Um, you know, it's funny, I joke, there's there's always the joke about my wife's boyfriend. I think my wife's boyfriend now is Matt Kors, that, you know, we, we will turn on Matt Kors during the day, and and, uh, and and I think she enjoys watching him. So I think that's who my wife's boyfriend is, Matt Kors now. Um, but, you know, I'm not very good at small gifts. You know, I don't, I like giving big gifts, whether it's like, you know, tickets to a concert or taking a trip somewhere. Those are the gifts I like to do. I'm not I'm not good with the small stuff. And I know if, if it squeezes, you know, I finally give my, my wife some nice gifts for her birthday and for Christmas. So that would be nice. 
And wouldn't that be a nice gift for all of us, the mother of all short squeezes? And maybe that will be the next episode of the AMC Stock Story.